Yesterday, as I was mulling over and contemplating this event that we were going to have, and knowing that the story of the Gospel today was the road to Emmaus, I called to mind a different Bible passage, but one that I think we can connect today, especially because of what it is in this Eucharistic procession that we will be doing. I acquired this image in the Holy Land, not sure how much you can see, it's probably blurry because <laughs> it's the internet, but this image is the feet of Jesus right here. This is his cloak, it's his little Jewish scarf that they wear, I don't forget what it's called. And then this is a hand reaching out to touch the hem of Jesus' cloak. You might recall that story, if I'm not mistaken, which I might be. It's the story of the, of the woman who had these hemorrhages. She was bleeding for all of these years, for many, many years. And just like everybody else who saw Jesus, who heard about Jesus, she was drawn to him. And she had this faith. She had this faith that if only she would touch the hem of his garment, then she would be healed. So she goes and she searches out Jesus. He's in the crowd, lots of people around him, no social distancing. And she goes and she touches the hem of his cloak. And then Jesus knows that something has happened. He knows in his divine person that healing has left him. And that this woman who had this great faith that touched the hem of his cloak, that this woman experienced that healing, no longer did she bleed. She knew the healing power of Jesus. She only wanted to touch the hem of his cloak. We can think of another gospel that we heard during the Lenten season, in which that blind man was on the side of the road, or at the, actually at the pools of Bethsaida, Bethesda, and Jesus saw the man. Jesus saw him and went to him and healed him. How do these stories relate to the road to Emmaus and what we're going to do today? It's the power of the Eucharistic Lord. It's the power of the presence of Christ. That right now, of course, this church, except for very few people, less than ten, don't worry, this church is empty. No one is allowed to be here to worship together as a community. And as we can't be in the church, it also means that we're unable to receive Holy Communion. And so maybe since that third Sunday of Lent, since that last public liturgy of Lent in which we gather together, maybe you've been hungering for the Lord Jesus. Maybe you've longed to receive it. Maybe you've wanted to be in the church. You want to be here. In a sense, you're kind of like that woman who was searching for Jesus, who wanted to touch the hem of his cloak. Maybe today, as we do this Eucharistic procession, even if you're just in a car on the side of the road, to catch a glimpse of the Lord Jesus to be in closer proximity than a TV screen, or a computer, or a cell phone, that 
the Lord Jesus in the Eucharist, exposed in the monstrance, will pass by you. Isn't that almost what happens today in the Gospel? That these two apostles, that these two disciples rather, they're walking home. They celebrated the feast of Passover, they went to Jerusalem, and now they're going home. They're going to Emmaus. They know what's happened, but they're not sticking around with the apostles. There's a fear that they have. But then this stranger draws near and begins to walk with them. And as we heard in the gospel, that stranger was Jesus. And Jesus walks with them and begins to talk with them. And he eats with them as he sat down at table and did that very thing that he did on the night of the Last Supper by taking bread, blessing it, breaking it, and giving it to them. And then he vanishes. The resurrected Christ is no longer there because he's present in the bread broken and shared. Jesus walked with the disciples on the road to Emmaus. He talked with them. I think the Lord Jesus today wants to walk among his people. And that's what's going to happen. Down Cemetery Road, he's going to walk with his people to be present with them. That in the longing that we have, in the yearning that we have, that in just a very small way, maybe Jesus can satiate that hunger a little bit for us today as he passes by. Just as he passed by that blind man and looked at him, he's going to pass by those who participate today in the homes, in your cars, and by extension, the entire area. As the Lord Jesus in the monstrance looks out at his people and blesses them and bestows his grace and his mercy upon them, there are many powerful stories of the Eucharist. There are many powerful stories of prayer. There's the story of St. Clare of Assisi, a close compatriot of St. Francis. And in her convent in Assisi, some individuals, whether, I don't know the story verbatim, whether it was, you know, Muslims, whether it was other people, but someone wanted to invade the monastery. They wanted to destroy the property. So what does St. Clair of Assisi do? She goes to the tabernacle, she takes the Blessed Sacrament, and she stands there on the balcony of the convent, and those forces that are penetrating the area are repelled. They move away. The power of Christ drove them away. Isn't that perhaps what will happen if we have the faith the size of a mustard seed that when we go atop the Brussels Hill that maybe this virus will be compelled to leave, that it won't invade our homes or our families. There's powerful stories of intercession of the saints and sacramentals like that crucifix that Pope Francis had when he did his Orbe blessing. A crucifix that was processed during the Black Plague and during other plagues. And it brought an end to the plague, and so it was there for veneration. Processed again, 
to St. Peter's Basilica. It's the power of prayer that on October 8th of 1871, when a fire broke out and lives were being threatened, they flocked to the shrine of Our Lady of Good Help, to that place of Marian apparition, and they took a statue of Mary and obsessed around the grounds, only to realize that the fire passed them over, that they didn't suffocate, that they didn't die by fire. It's really the power of prayer that brings us to the streets today. So many others have already done what it is that we'll do today. The bishop and other priests processed with the Blessed Sacrament a few weeks ago around the hospitals in Green Bay, in Dork County, in Oconto Falls, wherever. They, there was a priest in Paris who went to the roof of the church and standing atop the roof blessed the city of Paris with the monstrance. It's Pope Francis during the Urbi at Orbi taking the monstrance and blessing the world. So today, Jesus draws near to us just as he drew near to those two walking on the side of the road to Emmaus. He will be with us, and just like that, we ask him, stay with us, Lord. And we know that as we catch a glimpse of him, that moment will stay with us until we're able to gather together and to break that bread, to share it once again.